1: Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm looking at producer Matt. I'm looking at producer Antonio. I'm thinking about the brackets. I'm thinking about everything the Action Network did last night. I'm thinking about the party we are having in Vegas at Mabel's, at the Palms, at 7 p.m., Free swag, free drink ticket, free Uber rides to get there. Um free go food. free food. That is stucky. Uh go to what do you go to again? Actionnetwork.com slash we're gonna get that right. I think madness or something like that. To RSVP. You better freaking RSVP. No joke. I think we have we have more than a thousand people that have RSVP for this event already. Which is which is ridiculous. Or, in the parlance of the times, redunculus. It should
2: be backslash slash heaven, is what it should be.
1: Oh my God, that's Mike Randall coming in with a, a <laughs> zinger. I haven't even introduced these guys yet, because we haven't even gotten to the college basketball tournament yet. Oh my God, listen, for everything you need... Download the Action Network app. Go to actionnetwork.com. We have bracket simulators based on the size of your pool, based on whether you want a lot of upsets, you want just a few upsets. Stucky's already posted a story on the three games he bet right away. We've got a story on the games the wise guys have bet early. We've got instant reacts to the brackets with picks against the spread and to advance. It's like, it's your one-stop shop. Everything you need to win your tournament, to find your edge, to get ready. Mike Randall, Stucky, college basketball experts. Listen to them on the Colleges pod from the Action Network where they get even downer and dirtier with all of the college basketball info. It's so good. There's stuff that is already up. They're amazing. I asked them to uh, slum it and join me on the podcast today um, because I'm not as smart as they are, but maybe they can help you get a little smarter enough with the pitter patter stuck what's going on Mike
2: how are we doing gentlemen
1: tell me what your night was like last night Mike what happens to you during selection Sunday uh, tell me when the what's happening when the brackets come out when the brackets are out and like how do you spend the rest of the evening
2: I spend the rest of the evening. On a high. I mean, this it's like Christmas in March. The brackets are coming out. Your mind starts racing. You know, it's like its like the numbers that you start seeing in your head. Back to people who are at blackjack tables, counting cards, right? I mean, they just start flying by. Who's playing who? What's the spreads? What are the matchups? It's its the best time of year. It's like information overload, and it just is going to build until Thursday. It's, it's the best night. It really is.
1: What time did you go to bed?
2: 345. Uh, is when I went to bed and then got up a few hours later because I woke up and my mind just thinking about games, you know, how many, you know, 11 seeds have beaten six seeds more often than not in the last five years, uh, which two seeds are going to get knocked out in the second round because it always happens. Th- those things are just all over. Yep. Wow,
1: 345, 345. Were you analyzing games the whole time or was your mind just racing with joy and happiness?
2: Uh, both, and I was working my article that's coming out tomorrow. Fraction Network, Injuries. Right, So I start thinking about injuries. Who's coming back? We have that battle there between Baylor and Syracuse, and Tyus Battle's going to be back, so I was working on that as well. So it was injuries, it was numbers, it was matchups, it was projections, and of course trying to see who's going to make the final four. And at the Action Network here, certainly myself and Stucky, we just don't put the one-two seats through because that's never going to happen. So we try to really nail the long shots and, and go with probabilities.
1: Right, here's by the way, if you go to actionnetwork.com slash madness hyphen party, actionnetwork.com slash madness hyphen party. If you're gonna be in Vegas, RSVP for this event, I'm gonna be there, Stucky's gonna be there, Paula Duke is gonna be there, Blackjack's gonna be there, Darren Ravel is gonna be there. Oh my god, it's going to be, as they say, a party. Actionnetwork.com slash madness party. Come join us for free stuff, free information. Get a lot of what we're talking about all in one place to make all your bets before you hit the books in Vegas that Thursday. Stuck, I know a lot of what you were doing last night. How do you manage it all? How are you, like, making bets, thinking about the games you want to bet, telling people what you're going to bet, writing our stories, all that kind of stuff?
3: Uh, Don't sleep. That's the only way. I have not slept since I took a nap Sunday at one point, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I get really excited during Selection Sunday, but then for like Monday and Tuesday, I don't. I, my excitement dies down, and I, I basically am in just like a lab, like a mad scientist, uh, going through every matchup, every statistic. I'm actually writing a piece that I've that I did last year on my five. You know five key statistics to focus on, things like turnover differential. Uh, you know, so if a team runs into a press and they don't take care of the ball, uh, you know, knowing your zones, it, little things like this, especially in short prep at a tournament setting. Like there's eight teams that run a zone uh, at least a third of their possessions on defense. So knowing who those teams are and knowing how their opponents play against the zone, you know, looking at rebounding, free throws. Uh, was just looking at. St. Louis, who uh, somehow got in the tournament, they, sh- they shoot 59% from the line somehow, um, but uh, which is second worst in the nation. And uh, Central Florida is right there with them. They're horrible from the line, which could matter in VCU. But yeah, basically, it's just uh, I'm just in a, in, a, in a lab for a couple days, finalizing bets, writing, um, and uh, then my excitement will really start to build up on Wednesday. Uh, well, I'll be flying to Vegas Um,
1: for our party on Wednesday night at seven o'clock at Mabel's at the palms actionnetwork.com slash madness hyphen party.
3: Yeah. And then because I'm going there Wednesday, I can't leave until Monday because I mean, I can't afford to lose the time. I can't miss any games obviously. And then, and then all the time in between, you know, we're going to be putting out content and, for the second round and uh so i'll be there on monday um for anyone that's around but yeah wednesday should be a good time but yeah now i'm basically in a lab like this is a nice a nice break for me and then same with the pod podcast where we'll be recording two podcasts the action network College's podcast tomorrow we'll go through all the games on thursday and then all the games on friday uh so that's the extent of basically my social interaction over these couple days
1: well we're glad to have you I'm glad to pull you out of the lab Couple of things I want to get to. I want to let people know. Right now, we're going to talk about, like, from a pure betting perspective, the opportunities. Some of the things that both Mike and Stuck have seen. A little bit of what Stuck was just talking about. Uh, I also do want to talk about brackets. We're not going to go game by game, but I do want to get some of the highlights in the brackets uh, from each of you: North, South, East, and I'm I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, south, Midwest, East, and uh, West. Um, get some highlights out of there. And so people can have something to uh, to mark down in their various pools and stuff. First off, Mike Randall, the first bets you made. Tell me.
2: first bet I looked at, and Stucky and I talked about this last night on the podcast, St. Mary's is not the matchup for Villanova. Right now it's six. I put it in last night on our Action Network app. Please download it if you haven't. You can follow all of our bets. St. Mary's defends the three-pointer very well. That's all Villanova does. They've been riding Booth and Paschal the entire year. They're starting to wear down at the end. They've played well, but they really haven't met anyone in the Big East who really defends the three-pointer well. So St. Mary's right off the bat is one that I love. I also love Wofford against Seton Hall. Wofford is on a 20-game winning streak, and they've gone out there. They have played teams. They've done a fantastic job. Right now, Wofford is, is only favored by three over Seton Hall, Seton Hall, to me, is a paper tiger. Miles Powell has been tremendous, and who doesn't love when he's paired with Gus Johnson, and Gus Johnson is talking about what Trenton makes, the world takes. That's fantastic. But that's pretty much all they have. They had a couple players kicked out in the Marquette game for Marquette, which is why they got over the, the hump there. And last time that they won the Big East title, they actually went into the first round and they lost. They won the Big East tournament in 2016. They got a six seed, and they got bounced by Gonzaga the 11 seed by 12 points. So those are the first two that I looked at right away. St. Mary's over Villanova and Wofford giving points against Seton Hall because I think Wofford is the real deal.
1: Let me just say one thing. I agreed with everything you said up until the last time they won the Big East, they went out and got bounced. There's nobody on that team from from 2016. It's like a different conversation.
2: Well, there's one person, though, that I think is the same, and that's the head coach. Kevin Willard has not done a great job with that team. Last year they did win a tournament game, but he's been on shaky ground there. So I kind of feel that the luck is running out here. Miles Powell has saved them the last month with his tremendous play, and I just don't think you can continue to rely on that player. It's not going to be a Kemba Walker situation from UConn a couple years ago. So I agree, but the key point to me is the head coach is still
1: there. All right, Stuck. Give me your take on what Mike just said. I know how you feel about St. Mary's, so I know you guys are going to have uh, some opinions there. Um, talk to me about Wofford and Seton Hall first.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of like Wofford as well. I mean, I, I love—I actually absolutely love this team. I mean, I mean, I could make it four, so it's not like I'm dying to bet it, but I'll probably have a piece of Wofford. I think they're a better team, um, and this team is probably – underseated for how good they've been uh, this is a team that out of conference you know within their non-conference schedule they you know they, they de- never beat any power five opponent but they did I mean they won at North Carolina last year but every single one they were in the game you know against Kansas and North Carolina Mississippi state and until the very end and then you know kind of an artificial misleading score from a team pulling away at the end but this team has proven before that it's not just a fluke in the Southern Conference. And the Southern Conference, by the way, this year was extremely strong. Uh, You know, there was a a time where people thought maybe three or four teams from the Southern could get in. So the fact that they just swept it the entire year, I mean, they won the conference tournament, the regular season went undefeated. Uh, They're the real deal. They're extremely tough to defend, uh, shooters all over the place. And, uh, yeah, I think Wofford's going to get it done. Uh, and advance, and they're a scary team in in the bracket. And I completely agree with St. Mary's. Um, I make it three. It's six. I've been fading Nova. If you follow me on Twitter, I just hashtag fade Nova. I've been fading Nova for weeks. I don't know why the market's so high on them. uh, But I make it three. It's six. I I saw on Kempom has it at one. And, uh, I mean, yeah, like Mike said, great defense on the perimeter. They don't give up threes. They just don't give them up. I think only Michigan allows fewer three attempts per game, and when they do give them up, they're usually contested. Both of the teams are snails. They're two of the slowest teams in the field. I mean, Villanova goes so slow, and Mary's is so deliberate, which people probably saw in that Gonzaga final. Uh, But another thing to mention is that – St. Mary's hasn't played since last Monday when they won, so hopefully they don't come out rusty. But they're going to be so much more well-rested than this Villanova team that relies on just a few number of guys that now won the Big East tournament, playing three games in three days. So I think St. Mary's will have the legs advantage as well. Um, And I think they're going to pull the upset, just like they did the last time they played in 2010 as a 10 seed. They beat Villanova as a two seed in the second round. Uh, So I like both of those, Wofford Wofford and uh, St. Mary's.
1: All right, so um, the other games that have been getting a ton of early action, this is some wise guy action, and I will tell you that uh, last night, you know, we published write-ups on every single matchup, every single game. The game that started to get the most traction, VCU and UCF. If you looked in Google, if you if you looked on our site and saw like the the Google trends. VCU and UCF was getting the most traffic. It was the strangest thing. Um, and that was entirely from, like, you know, search on Google, people looking for a VC, VCU-UCF game write-up. 55% of the money is coming in on VCU. That's a sharp play because the line has gone the opposite direction. Uh, why are the wise guys coming in on VCU, Mike Randall?
2: Because star point guard marcus evans is going to play he had an injury in the atlantic 10 tournament but did not sustain any structural damage and that team is a very very dangerous team this year moving forward their defense is unreal their half court defense they get up full court they trap you in the half court mike Rhodes is an excellent coach they are seventh in the country in adjusted defensive efficiency they are third best defense against the effective field goal percentage And most importantly, which is very key in the tournament, they are third best in the nation at defending the three-point shot. So they create havoc. They force turnovers. And once Marcus Evans is cleared, this was a team that I loved. When Evans went out and looked bad when he left the game there, I thought they were in some trouble. But with him coming back, being totally healthy, it's almost like people cooled on them. So I think the wise guys are jumping in here knowing that VCU they have a history there, like you said, different teams, different players. But the program here has a history of, of getting hot. And they, with their defense and their havoc and the turnovers that they force in the half court, if they just get some decent scoring, some decent three-point shooting, and they're only 330th in the country in three-point shooting themselves at 30.7 percent. But if a couple players like Evans can get hot, this defense is so good, they could make a deep run.
1: All right, Stuck, the other matchup I want to talk about, you know, it's like every year— um, we start hearing conversations about the same teams, like the same bet on teams every year. So here we've got UC Irvine going against Kansas State. Kansas State is a five-point favorite, at least opened as a five-point favorite. Everybody is talking about UC Irvine as the side they want to be on. Why is this stuck? Tell me why.
3: Well, the well, first thing, I do want to say a conspiracy theory with you with UCF-VCU, which is keeping me off because I agree with everything Randall said. And they, they, they're going to foul a decent amount because of the defense they play. And UCF is horrible at the line, which is something to note. But part of me thinks – I mean, Marcus Evans is on crutches this weekend. Did, uh, is Did VCU come out and say he's fine and it's just a bruise to, to get into the tournament? And maybe he's not healthy? Or did Tech do the same thing with Justin Robinson? I don't know. It would make sense to do because maybe they don't get put in if Marcus Evans is not playing because they're lost without him, which they showed when they lost to Rhode Island. He's their most important player, but that defense is legit. Uh, in regards to UC Irvine, you know, New Mexico State is another one. New Mexico State gets the love as a sleeper all the time. I, I tweeted this out the other day. I said, now your friend, New Mexico State, your friend is going to now say New Mexico State is a sleeper because they're legit. And I said, well, try asking your friend that Nate states one thing about New Mexico State. Most people can't. It's just these trendy teams on the West Coast. A lot of it is, you know, it's a couple people really like them, and then it just catches on, and then people are looking for a sleeper, and it gets repeated and repeated and repeated. Uh, but UC Irvine is legitimate. I mean, I said last week my two sleepers are Northeastern and UC Irvine, and UC Irvine has an unbelievable interior day. They're number one in the nation in two-point defense. That's not a fluke. The last five years they've been basically in the top five every year. They make, you be, they make opponents beat them with jump shots. And they can be vulnerable on their three-point defense, but Kansas State doesn't have a bunch of shooters. And with Dean Wade out, he number one, he's their best three-point shooter percentage-wise, the best free-throw shooter. Their whole offense just gets so stagnant. He's one of the most important players to any team in the field. So without him, they're significantly over-seeded and really vulnerable. This UC Irvine team is deep. They're experienced. They're well-coached. And that defense is going to keep them in it. The other thing is this game is going to be ugly. I mean, I played under 120 as well, as uh, as well as plus five and a half. I mean, I think it's first to 50, which makes those five points even more of a premium. Uh, but I, I think Irvine's legit. I think Irvine's going to the Sweet 16.
1: Wow. All right. Well, that's, that's a great transition because I do want to talk a little bit about the brackets, and since we're start we can start in the upper right with Virginia in the South are the number one seed. Um they're 225 and a half point favorites over Gardner Webb. Let's just assume that Virginia isn't gonna crap the bed like it did with UNBC last year, right? So they'll advance. Um what do we think about? And then I, I there are some sort of interesting matchups here. Mississippi, Oklahoma. Um the next one after that. You know what I want to do actually? I'm rethinking this as we go through it. Fuck it. Let's just talk about every game. Missy just give me an just give me a who's gonna advance answer here, okay? Mississippi, Oklahoma. Mike, you go first.
2: Mississippi. Kermit Davis should get coach of the year
1: votes. Stuck? All right. Then we go to Wisconsin, Oregon. I wanna expand on some of the games that I think are supposed to be more interesting. Wisconsin, Oregon. Um I already bet, Wisconsin, who did I bet? I bet, Wisconsin, I bet Oregon already in this game. And I know, Stuck, you were going to bet Wisconsin. And so when I heard that, I immediately thought, oh, shit, I'm betting Oregon. I know Stuck is betting Wisconsin. But the entire universe was freaking out about Oregon last night and started betting Oregon.
3: I don't get the Oregon love. Look, I was, I've, I've been driving the Oregon bandwagon for the last two weeks. I said this team has completely turned it around. Dana Altman is a great coach with all this changing defenses, zone, man, press. I've rode them for the last two weeks. I bet a future on them to win the Pac 12 tournament. I thought they were going to win the Pac 12 tournament. I thought they would get into the tournament. But here they are now, and their power rating must have has gone up maybe, I don't know, for a quarter to this line, a pick, their power rating has gone up seven, eight points over the last week. I mean, it's an insane overreaction. Yes, the game's on the West Coast, but. Look, Oregon's defense is really good, and, and so is Wisconsin's. Uh, but they'll press. Wisconsin doesn't turn it over. They'll throw some zone out there, morph into man. Wisconsin has shooters. But the biggest thing is Hap. Hap inside. Oregon's interior D is really, really vulnerable. And the main reason for that is they lost a guy named Bol, Bol in mid-December who was averaging 21-9. and nine. I think he's 7-5. So, of course, you lose him. Your interior defense is... Yeah, it's going to take a hit, but Hap should have a day inside. The wild card is to hack a Hap. It's going to be an ugly game. These are two of the slowest teams in the field as well. So what happens at the end if Wisconsin's up five-six? They got to take Hap out and everything runs through him. Does Oregon start fouling him? It's a huge storyline. But I think this is a, a crazy overreaction to Oregon winning the Pac-12. I mean, and the Pac-12. None of these teams did anything out of conference, so. I like Wisconsin just based on this line. I think half will be the difference, but the free throws late will scare me.
1: Well, this has made me sad because I bet Oregon already. Uh, we talked about Kansas State, UC Irvine. We talked about Villanova, St. Mary's. Um, although I do expect Villanova to to win that game against St. Mary's, I don't think I think that St. Mary's will cover. But Mike, are you saying you think Villanova is going to advance?
2: No, I'm going to put St. Mary's. For-
1: Whoa. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm going to put St. Mary's through because if you look over the last five years, 11 seeds are 20-16 and 16 against the 60s. Everybody talks about 5-12, 5-12. The 6-11 ones have been very, very tricky as well. I think it's a bad matchup. It's all about matchups, all the reasons we talked about. And Jordan Ford there 21 points per game is a lethal scorer. And when you have a point guard who can score and they can defend the three, that is not what Villanova wants to see. I think Jay Wright's done a fantastic coaching job, but I think they go out early.
1: All right. Purdue... Purdue ODU. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Purdue ODU. Give me an answer. Mike, you're first.
2: Purdue. Stuck? Purdue. Purdue. Cincinnati. Doesn't have
1: Cincinnati, Iowa.
2: Cincinnati.
3: Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's D is really good. Iowa's O is really good. But Iowa's D is dreadful.
1: Everyone hates Iowa this year. People are so sick of Iowa. Stuck, I know you'd rather see Penn State in the tourney than Iowa. Tennessee Colgate.
2: Volunteers through, but watch out for Cincinnati in Ohio in that second round.
1: They got nuts, man! What they did to Houston in that AAC final—that was impressive. Because I know both of you guys love Houston. I'm on Houston at futures for, at 70 to one. That was a performance.
3: I, yeah, I have a, a Cincy in my preseason futures piece. My uh, one of my darts was Cincy at a, uh, 150 to one. So I was pleased to see that performance. It's going to come down to their offense. Their defense is legit. Uh, And Tennessee, Colgate, Tennessee, brushes aside Colgate. Easy pun.
1: Ah, you're funny. All right, (laughs) let's keep going. Hold on. Virginia, Mississippi.
2: UVA, Tony Bennett Redemption Tour.
1: Uh,
3: UVA, but I'm going to tell you that everyone in the world is going to tune in to Gardner-Webb, UVA. If Gardner-Webb, they can shoot three. That's all they can do. That's it. That's it. They can't rebound. They're one of the smallest teams in the country, but they have a bunch of three-point shooters. Yeah, Virginia is the number one three-point defense, but they're going to chuck a ton of threes. If Gardner-Webb goes up 18-10 because they made their first six threes, the whole world's going to tune in, and Virginia is going to get – they're going to say, what? Well, not again, and then it could get interesting. But I think you're going to get angry, Virginia team. As long as they step on them early, they could win this game by 40. But I I think Virginia is sort of the Sweet 16.
1: All right, so UVA is going to the Sweet 16. Uh, What about – what did we decide here, Wisconsin or Oregon? I know, Stuck, you're on Wisconsin. Randall, what are you going to do?
2: I'm on the other side. I'm on Oregon. Uh, Kenny Wooten is an issue. He dominated the Washington game inside there. Uh, Everything about Ethan Happ is true, but the Hacka Happ issue is real. Oregon should be able to limit Wisconsin's three-point ability, and as long as Wooten doesn't get in foul trouble, I think Oregon will advance.
1: All right, I like this. I'm going with Oregon, too. So we got Oregon, UC Irvine playing in the second round. Who goes?
2: I'll take Oregon. I like UC Irvine, but I'll take Oregon through. This is a tough one here, but I'm going to ride the hot team that won the Pac-12 tournament that nobody cares about.
3: I got
1: Irvine in this week, Sixteen. Oh, my God. All right, I'm going with Irvine, too. So now we have Irvine playing UVA. Hold on. Let's go to the next, uh, next part of the bracket. Let's say it's St. Mary's-Purdue.
2: I'll take Purdue. Carson Edwards is is strong there, and they've done a nice job inside. Travion Williams, who's really developed as a freshman halfway through the season, gives them a good force and, and gives Matt Harms a chance to play in a role that he's better accustomed for. I'll take Purdue. Stuck? Yeah, Purdue. Purdue? Purdue.
1: All right, then we got Cincy uh, against Iowa, and or Cincy in Tennessee.
2: I'm going to take Cincy here. Uh, we've talked about this on our podcast with, with Colin Wilson, Tennessee here gets pushed around a little bit. They had a very easy early conference schedule. Cincinnati, Jaron Cumberland has been hot. They play great defense. I feel like this year they make up for last year's horrific loss to Nevada coming back. We may disagree on this one, but this is in Ohio, and, and you you know, are not going to go chalk all the time. I'm going to put Cincinnati through.
3: I, I mean, I have futures on both these teams, which is unfortunate. Um, but, I mean, Tennessee, I have a 35-1 from before the year. I think they get through. Their offense is really good. They're going to find ways to score with Grant Williams, and then their defense is also good. And since he just goes into too many droughts too often, uh, and remember that Tennessee is also awesome at the free throw line, which is going to be huge in this tournament. I think Tennessee advances and then gets to the uh, Elite Eight.
1: Oh, my God, you're already preempting. So now we got uh, Tennessee against the winner of St. Mary's Purdue.
2: In that case, I'll take Tennessee and put them through.
1: All right. So let's say Tennessee gets the lead eight. What about uh, UC Irvine, Oregon? Uh, we'll
2: put, uh, we, I, uh, I put Oregon through. Stucky put UC Irvine.
1: So we can go with UC Irvine. Let's go with UC Irvine. All right. A- and Eaters. And Eaters. But at the end of the day, is it Virginia or UC Irvine? Virginia. All right. So now we got Virginia against Tennessee in the Elite Eight out of that region, out of the South?
3: Yep, I think this is going to be the – as I have it as my chalkiest region as far as – I mean, I have UC Irvine going to the Sweet 16 and Villanova going down to St. Mary's. But in the end, I think the cream rises at the top. Uh, and then I would – if you want to pick Virginia, Tennessee, uh, take a coin and flip it. I have no idea. i got get. I got to get down into that game some more because ultimately the Final Four is going to – you know if you're in a bracket contest it's going to go a huge way in determining if you have a chance to win or not i don't know who i have tennessee in there in my preliminary final four but i got to i got to get into in, back into the lab for this game
2: ooh randall the last 2 years virginia has been 50th and 30th in adjusted offensive efficiency This year, they are second in adjusted offensive efficiency to go along with their annual fantastic defense. I think it would be total poetic justice for Virginia to make the Final Four after going out in what was really an exaggerated 16-1 loss because I know DeAndre Hunter. I think Virginia is going to make the Final Four here, and I think they would get in from this bracket.
1: Oh, my God. We are fucking nailing this.
2: Yeah, I mean,
3: the, the only thing with Virginia, I think they're the best overall team in the country, I think Duke's the most talented, basically just because they have Zion. Uh, but it, Virginia is the—you gotta remember this—the slowest team in the country, and you know that's their identity, that's how they play. But it also increases their variance. You know, a team doesn't have to get as hot for as long to beat them in a—you know—such a, a low possession game. It, it didn't surprise me that that was they were the one seed that lost to a 16. Um, but it's just something to keep in mind here. If they're playing these games that are in in the fifties, I mean, you saw Notre Dame was within one with a minute to go in, in Charlottesville. So they are going to have more variants, but I I think they're going to get to the elite eight here, but it's just something to keep in mind with the way that they play.
2: It is, you know, and it's funny back in 2016, they're in the elite eight. Everyone thinks that they're going to exercise the demons. They're up 35, 21 over Syracuse. And then the ghost of Malachi Richardson comes through and knocks them out. I just think they would be so focused, and they've had their troubles that I feel they've learned from it, and I think in this situation they would get through. It's true. They play at a slow pace, but I I think that there's their history there and their balance on offense and defense is just too much. Yesterday
1: (laughs) yesterday was St. Patrick's Day, and uh, before I came to work in the afternoon, my kids decided that everything I said I had to say with an Irish accent, and the only thing I could really get out with an Irish accent was the word uh, troubles. You know, thinking about the Troubles back in the 70s. What I mean, does
3: this have to do with Virginia basketball?
1: <laughs> Mike Randall just said the word Trouble. That's made me think about that for a second.
3: I also said Notre Dame, too, so there you well, go.
1: Subconsciously, that might have been in there. Let's avoid the fact that I was, you know, using an entirely insensitive accent uh, to talk about a very challenging past for the country of Ireland. Um North, let's, let's go on to North Carolina, Iona, North Carolina. Here's what could be interesting. Let's take this to the next level. We are changing how we're doing this podcast midstream. North Carolina, Iona. Um, tell me who's going to cover, who's going to advance.
2: Oh, North Carolina's going to cover and advance. I- Iona, Tim Clue has done a fantastic job his fourth year in a row, but this is the weakest Iona team that has ever come into this tournament that he's led. North Carolina pounds teams that are inferior to them. I like Carolina to cover.
3: Yeah, this is a, was a terrible Mac year in the Mac, one of the worst. And it's not that great of an Iona team. Iona wants to play fast, too, and then they're going to, you know, press into their matchups. I mean, it's a nightmare the way that they want to play against Carolina. This is going to get ugly.
1: Uh, Utah State, Washington. Oh, boy. Oh, Boise. Such a tough one for me
2: here because, in Stuckey I know, agrees, we really like Washington. When you see that zone the first time, it's very difficult. They've faded in the Pac-12 because teams have caught up with it and seen it again. Utah State is very hot. The key is going to be whether Washington can make some threes. They struggle from three, but in conference play, they were sh- they're shooting 37.8% in Pac-12 conference play, and that's down. They were up over 40 for most of the conference. I'm going to put Washington
1: through here, but this is not the matchup that Washington wants. That number's two-and-a-half, by the way.
3: It's a night. Uh, look, as someone that loves Washington, love the potential of them, this is a nightmare matchup for Washington. And a nightmare draw, because I don't think the winner of this game could be Carolina. But Washington, they play that zone. They play a zone more than anyone in the country. They play their 2-3 zone. Utah State has a great zone offense, uh, and they have shooters. And on the other side of the ball, Utah State has a great defense that has pack-line principles like Virginia. They force you to beat beat them from three, and if you can shoot, you can have success against them. But Washington, I don't, I can't trust a lot of their shooters. Uh, so you know, and also Utah State's great on the glass; they should dominate the glass. This is a hard matchup for Washington. I, I mean, they're going to need Noel and Dyble to be special, but. It's going to be a tough ask. What it makes me feel better about the Washington future, and this is always a risk when you take a long shot, is I don't think that they would, have, they would get through Carolina uh, if they do win. Because, look, Carolina has seen the Syracuse zone this year. This is the same exact Syracuse zone, and they have the shooters to beat it. So I just – nightmare draw for Washington. I think Utah State's going to get through as, as much as it pains me to say.
1: Auburn, New Mexico State, seven and a half. Auburn auburn i'm with auburn kansas minus eight against northeastern stuck i know where you i know where you live on this one
3: northeastern all right yep
2: totally agree with stucky whoa this is not kansas this year uh pusik has a tremendous score for them they have a great offense kansas has struggled david mccormick inside really has struggled through traveling they have no inside defense whatsoever and Diedrich lawson sometimes comes in and out of games. not really a dominant presence so I'm, I'm northeastern straight up.
1: So you're so you don't care what the number is in that game like I think that number nope. might be down to seven now. Nope it's minus seven minus 105 in some places um, that's interesting. Wow okay I'm gonna have to make a decision on that one. Uh, Iowa State, Ohio State, Iowa state minus six.
2: Iowa State's very hot. I would tell you that this is a careful game here because Chris Holtman's a great coach. Caleb Wesson is back. They have the inside presence that can cause Iowa State some sort of trouble, but Iowa State with their three-point shooting, their, their positionless offense, that's the type of team that can get hot. I'll take the Cyclones through.
3: There, there is no part of the bracket that I despise more, from six Iowa State down to 15 Abilene Christian uh, the only thing I know is that Abilene Christian can't win a game. Uh, I mean, even Georgia State could potentially beat Houston. I don't think they will. But the rest, I have no idea. I mean, Iowa State is so Jekyll and Hyde that I, I mean, the teams that they would lose to, they can beat anyone on their best, they can lose to anybody. Ohio State is de- different with Weston back. Uh, look, I rode Iowa State all weekend last weekend and love what I saw. They are obviously got their locker room back together, but – they just have stinkers every once in a while. This game is really hard to predict, which makes me want to take the points. I'll probably end up going with Iowa State advancing, uh, but I mean, this Iowa State team has been really
2: inconsistent all year long.
1: Houston minus twelve against Georgia State. Let's go, Cougs! Cougars, Georgia.
2: That's a big number. That twelve is a is a very big number. Houston's defense and effort does travel. Georgia State's going to try to fire the ball up there, and of course, with Ron Hunter, the big win a few years ago in the first round when they were, you know, when they were a 14C. But I, I'm going to stay with Houston. Depends. 12 is a lot. If that number starts creeping up, I'll take the points with, with Georgia State.
3: Yeah, Georgia State's one of the zone teams in the tournament. They run uh, uh, matchup zone press, and I think Houston is built to, you know, be able to attack that. Uh, But Georgia State does have an excellent point guard in DeMarcus Simons. They're playing well at the end of the year here. They have some tournament experience before. Uh, They could make it interesting uh, that they can grind this game down, but I think Houston's advancing. The number looks about right to me.
1: Uh, We know how you feel about Wofford, Seton Hall. Let's just assume Kentucky blows out Abilene Christian, so let me go from the bottom up. Kentucky Wofford, who advances?
2: I'd love to tell you Wofford here, I really would, but I can't. I can PJ Washington is a high, high lottery pick. He's going to be a tremendous pro. Calipari teams always get better, and Ashton Hagens and their defense there. Tyler Hero's making threes. I got to take Kentucky.
3: Look, I'd get kicked out of my house if I said Wofford, but I mean, I might. I'll be. I think I'll be betting Wofford plus the points. Uh, and this is uh, if you want to. Get an edge in your bracket contest and pick a an upset. Wofford can beat Kentucky. I think if they play 100 times, Kentucky wins more. But, uh, I mean, Wofford can shoot. And Kentucky has been vulnerable at times this year in their perimeter defense. And Wofford can get as hot. Fletcher McGee can get as hot as anyone in the entire country. Uh, this game is scary for Kentucky.
1: Uh, Houston, Iowa State. Who advances? Houston, for me, second-best defense in
2: the nation against the three-pointer, hold opponents to 27.6%, and they're going to be super physical with Iowa State on the board. So I'll, I'll take Houston through.
3: Yeah, I think rebounding is the difference there. But, I mean, if you get Iowa State's peak and they're making all their shots, they could advance. It's a tough game for me to pick, but I'll have Houston advancing because of the boards.
1: Houston, Kentucky, who advances?
2: I would take Kentucky there.
1: All right, so in the bottom half of that bracket, we're going with Kentucky. In the top half, we got North Carolina, Utah State.
2: North Carolina for me. Uh, they, they, they're they so balanced, and Luke May is finally back to a, a position that's better for him. He's not a go-to scorer. He's not. He struggles with athletic bigs, but when he's the third option behind Cam Jackson and Kobe White, who's been fantastic this year, I think they advance. So that's going to be a big game for a double-double game for Luke May, and they'll move on.
1: Uh, New Me- What did we decide with New Mexico State and Auburn? New Mexico State, right? No, Auburn. Auburn? All right, so Auburn and Northeastern.
2: I would think Auburn would be too physical with them. The guards are playing so well inside. I like Northeastern, but I think Auburn right now, so hot when in the SEC, I'm going to put them through.
1: Stuck?
3: Uh... <clears throat> I have a Auburn future uh, couple from throughout the year, and they finally came on for me. Uh, this would be an extremely tricky game with Northeastern's offense, and they just run a beautiful offense. Uh, Auburn will be able to score at will. Northeastern doesn't play any defense. Uh, I'll be on Northeastern plus, I can tell you that. Uh, I'd probably put Auburn through, but also I'd, I have, as of right now, I have Houston over Kentucky in my bracket.
1: Ooh. This is going to get interesting. All right. I'm putting Kentucky through, even though I have a 71 ticket on. You know what? We're going against Mike Randall. Let's take Houston all the way through. Let's play this all the way through to North Carolina Houston in the Elite Eight. Who goes to the Final Four?
2: I'm very high on North Carolina. Roy Williams usually does not have two bad tournaments back-to-back in this situation. I I know their defense, their half-court defense, isn't great but they're so balanced on offense and they run. I just don't think Houston has the offensive weapons to hang with Carolina.
3: Uh, As of right now, I am going with Houston, but that is subject to change.
1: I'm with you, Stuck. Let's put Houston in the Final Four against Virginia. Love it. Love it! Before we get to the second half of the brackets, I want to tell you about Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon's mission is simple, to make sure all your basics and beyond are smartly designed and shopping for them is easy and convenient. And frankly, Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right Now. Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. I've been on the site. It is super intuitive, so easy to get around and find what I'm looking for. I found the most comfortable underwear. I've got the socks. I know people who have bought the shirts, the undershirts. I've talked about the hoodies on this podcast before. We are a big hoodie family. Sweatpants and more You're going to love it all. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor even if you're in an incredibly hot and stuffy podcast studio. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you no questions asked. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. Working out, going to work, going on dates, going out on a date with your wife every day. Every day. Life. Let me tell you, I've told you about the hoodies, right? I have used the website to get around. I've used the website to buy the hoodies. They are fantastic. I wear them in front of my kids. One of them thinks I'm cool. One of them just says, Dad, can you not? But it's not because of the hoodie, it's just because of the way I act. Let me tell you something. We have a special offer and a unique promo code. Here we go. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com. Enter the promo code Action. At checkout, macweldon.com, promo code ACTION at checkout for 20% off your first order. Go to Mac Weldon, and let's go back to the brackets. All right, got to whip through the rest of these brackets. We're going to go faster, okay? Let's do, like, speed rounds here, okay? Let's do it. Let's just assume Duke does whatever Duke is going to do, and they're playing uh, VCU.
2: Duke
1: through for
3: me. Stuck? Yeah, I mean the thing is, VCU's is, their man-to-man defense is so good, but I mean you can't stop Zion with a man-to-man and uh, Mark Evans' injury, short turnaround. Uh, VCU had did has beat Duke before in the tournament, uh, but this was these teams were a little closer then. Uh, yeah, you got to go Duke to the Sweet Sixteen.
1: Mississippi State minus seven against Liberty. Love Mississippi State. Talked about how I like their future better than LSU in an
2: article here I did for Action Network. I know people like Liberty. I'm going to take Mississippi State.
3: I have Mississippi State advancing the bracket. I will most likely be on Liberty, one of the best shooting teams in the country. The free throw line from three. Uh, this is a dangerous offense. Uh, I think this is going to be a battle against Mississippi State, who's vulnerable on the perimeter. Uh, I, I, I put Mississippi State through for now. And it doesn't really matter that much because I think Duke's going to eventually get to the Elite Eight. But I, I like Liberty plus the points.
1: Virginia Tech is playing St. Louis, the Billikins, one of my favorite teams. Minus nine and a half, Virginia Tech.
2: It's such a rock fight. And it depends on the health of Justin Robinson. If he's really back, like Stucky said, that's smoke and mirrors. But if he's really back, I would give the nine and a half points. St. Louis is so bad on offense, can't make free throws. Nine and a half too much. If, if I get win that Robinson is not necessarily 100%, I'd probably take the nine and a half. I like Virginia Tech to move on, but it depends on Robinson's health. All
3: right. Yeah, you, you can't lay nine and a half. Virginia Tech's one of, I'd be one of the, I think, five slowest teams in the country. And if Justin Robinson is back, you got to assimilate him back to the offense. That's, there's going to be some rust. St. Louis is terrible. You've got to move out tech in the bracket, but it's a pure stay-away game.
1: All right, so now I got Virginia Tech, Mississippi State uh, playing against – the winner of that playing against Duke.
2: You know, I don't like putting all the one seeds through, and you have to do something sort of out of the realm of normalcy here. If Duke wins the title, they'll be the team with the worst three-point percentage to win the national championship. Ben Hallen's been to three straight final fours. Reggie Perry's a dynamic freshman. Quindary Weatherspoon, the point guard for Mississippi State, is very underrated. So I'd have Mississippi State through, and I actually have them taking out Duke.
1: Wow. Wow.
2: Yeah, I've, I've uh, my, brackets, my final bracket, I do two of them,
3: uh, and I'll have the same final four, I think. But as of right now, I have Virginia Tech beating Duke in my bracket.
1: What?! That's good, too. I like that. Both of you. Oh, my God. Oh, my well, God. It's
3: a, it's a calculated risk, and if Vontech gets to the second weekend with a healthy Justin Robinson, this is a you know top-ten team, and it would be a hard draw for Duke. Uh, be, but if they get Justin Robinson back fully healthy, and I mean, this is a Virginia Tech team that beat Duke without him, that's been playing well without him, but they don't have depth. They're just not the same with him. This, everything goes through Robinson. They get them back, everything works, and they get through Mississippi State, which won't be easy. And then they have a you know four or five days for Duke. That's dangerous because this experienced Va Tech team against this real young Duke team, which is capable of shooting itself out of the tournament a la you know, Kentucky back in 2009-ish with all those pros, and they went four of a billion from three against West Virginia and ducked out. All
1: right, so let's Hokies, take— Hokies were— Hokies
2: were 17-3 before Robinson went out. Top-10 team before he got hurt. All
1: right, so let's take – that's interesting. That is interesting. All right, let's get to that part of the bracket in a second. The bottom half of that bracket, Maryland, Belmont Temple. Let's just assume Maryland in honor of Matt Ford. They're going to advance. So let's talk LSU-Yale. This has been an interesting matchup. A lot of people like the way Leo plays offense.
2: We're going to disagree here. Yeah, we're going to disagree here. I I do not see Yale upsetting LSU. Yale lost to Columbia at home. They gave up 83 points, and they almost blew their chance to make it against a Princeton team that is anemic on offense. They barely pulled it out. I understand no Will Wade, but Javante Smart is back. LSU, Naz Reed inside is going to dominate. I cannot see Yale pulling this upside. I know the number's dropping low. It's dropping like seven right now. But it reminds me a couple of years ago, people liked NC Central against Iowa State uh, when Iowa State had a chance to really go far, and then Niang broke his foot in that opening round. That was a blowout. I cannot see Yale doing it here. An Ivy League team that doesn't play great defense just doesn't add up in my mind.
3: Yeah, but it's a top, it's a top 20 offense. If you look at a lot of the metrics, it's a great. They have an NBA player on an Ivy League team. You don't really get that that often at Oni. And, I mean, LSU doesn't play much defense either. They, they should, And Yale can compete on the glass. They're sneaky athletic. It's just going to be a shootout. These are two, I mean, I think LSU is going to score at will. Yale can score at will. Uh, over is a look here, too. But, uh, I mean, this LSU team is over seeded. They are a three-seed because they won 17 games in overtime. I mean, if they don't win, and and some by, by, via illegal goaltending, you know, this team could easily have five or six more losses and they're a six-seed. So I think Yale's sneaky
1: here. The over in this game is 160.5, 160.5. Wow. should go
3: over. But it turns games are tough to bet when their totals are that high because teams slow it up a little bit if they get tight, but I mean the pace will be there and neither defense can stop the other offense.
1: I'm gonna go with Randall on this one. LSU is advancing. So then we got uh They'll LSU probably win an
2: overtime so you're
1: probably right. LSU Maryland who advances
2: Boy, I don't like Maryland. I don't like Maryland, but I would put Maryland through here. I have questions about Turgeon, but Bruno Fernando is solid. They're one of the youngest teams in the country, Maryland, so they've been inexperienced. But if they can get by that playing game winner, which is not going to be easy, Belmont or Temple, especially Belmont with Winler, I would put Maryland through in those two with those two teams.
3: Yeah, that's the thing. If LSU and Maryland can get by their first round games, I don't know if they do uh, because that playing winner is always tough when they win that first game, uh, but. LSU and Maryland are both two of the youngest teams in the nation, the baby Tigers and baby Terps. So I think that disadvantage at times will be mitigated depending on who, you know, if they do play each other in the second round. I would take LSU because I trust their guards to take care of the ball more. Maryland just just can't, they just turn it over way too much. But I I mean, I don't even know if LSU or and I I think both LSU and Maryland could lose in the first round, but if it gets to that point, I think I would take LSU. Yeah,
2: first four teams since 2011, A first four team has always made at least the round of 32, and that's including three the Sweet Sixteens and then VCU in the Final Four. So, yeah, that's a dangerous game for Maryland.
1: Uh, Minnesota-Louisville, the Patino revenge game.
2: I think Louisville's had more big wins. Listen, they panic at the end of games. They almost blew the Clemson game. They blew the Duke game, of course, legendary, but – I'll take Louisville here. I just don't like Minnesota. Uh, They've been too up and down. They've struggled. Jordan Murphy inside can do some things, but this is kind of an ugly game, but it's a huge storyline, like you said. I'll put Louisville
1: through.
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd go for Louisville, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're up 10-3 to go and lose.
1: (laughs) Way to stay positive. Michigan State against Bradley. Bradley, which uh, Bradley to me, posers.
3: They're gonna shoot a ton of three, so it could get interesting, but I mean, yeah, they're not gonna
1: win. Let's put Michigan State into the Elite Eight. Let's just do that right now. And let's have them play against Mississippi. Let's play let's have them play a Justin Robinson led Virginia Tech team. So who joins UVA in Houston in the Final Four? Michigan State or Virginia Tech?
2: I think I think I and I are going to agree here. In that situation, that means Justin Robinson has been hot. I'll put Virginia Tech through. A uh, Michigan State's been, been battling injuries. Kyle Arnes is out. Cassius Winston has tendonitis. He doesn't have tendonitis. Stucky talked about this on our pod last night. Izzo, I think, went guns a blazing for the Big Ten tournament because he knows his team is flawed.
3: Stuck. I would agree. I would agree that you know you want to t- when you're. Creating a bracket, you want to take calculated risks, and and, uh, I think one of them for me is if Justin Robinson is healthy, Virginia Tech's basically maybe a fringe two seed, potentially, definitely a three seed if he was healthy all year long. So, you know, if he gets healthy, I think that they they're probably a better team than Michigan State. So, I would take the risk. Now, having said that, if you're going to go Houston in the Midwest getting out of it, and, you know, and you want to go Tech. maybe that's too, too much risk. But I think one of them having to the final four and one of them making a pretty deep run, but maybe you, you change the decision from Carolina to from Houston if you're going to go Tech. But I would choose Vatech in that scenario.
1: Oh, I love this bracket. All right. We have to do super speed round for the West. Ready? One word answers. One word answers, gentlemen. Let's advance Gonzaga. Syracuse minus two over Baylor.
2: Syracuse. Uh,
3: fine, Syracuse, I do. Toss-up.
1: Marquette, four and a half over Murray State. Murray State.
3: Uh, I go Marquette, but I don't care. Either one of them is losing to Florida State.
1: Well, that's an interesting one. Florida State, Vermont. All right, so we're saying Florida State. Florida State, Murray State.
2: Florida State. Florida
3: State, Florida State way too much length.
1: Um.
3: Every rebound.
1: Gonzaga, Syracuse. Syracuse.
3: Wow, Gonzaga.
1: Wow, let's go with Randall. Syracuse, Florida State. Florida Florida State. State. Oh, my God, Florida State's in the Elite Eight. That's crazy. Okay, Vermont, Buffalo. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) Buffalo, Buffalo, Arizona State, St. John's.
2: Love Buffalo this year.
3: Uh, that game will be, the uh, total will be 165, no matter who they play. But, uh, yeah, we'll go Buffalo.
1: All right. Texas Tech, Northern Kentucky. Tech. 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 Nevada, Florida.
2: Florida. Florida.
1: Wow. Wow. Michigan, Montana.
2: Closer than you think, but Michigan.
1: This I, game, might,
3: I might put Montana in my bracket, but uh, you got to go Michigan.
1: This game opened at 22. Now it got that down to 16 and a half. 16 even in some places. All right, so now we got Michigan-Nevada. Michigan-Florida, I mean. Uh, I'll take Michigan.
3: Uh, yeah, I'll take Beeline in the tourney setting, but I don't like this Michigan team.
1: Everyone says that about Beeline, but boy, did you shit the bet against Michigan State twice with 14 minutes left in a huge lead. Not that I'm bitter. Uh, all right. Then let's go Buffalo Tech.
3: I'm going to take Buffalo. Uh, I'd go Tech, but I don't care because I have Florida State in the Final Four.
1: Buffalo, let's go Buffalo, Michigan.
2: I'm going to stay with Buffalo. Buffalo.
1: Wow, but the Florida State's going to be Buffalo and we'll get to the Final Four. Yes, sir. So now our our Final Four right now, basically our wise guy Final Four, with some caveats: Florida State, Virginia Tech, Houston, and uh, Virginia. Should we do an All Virginia Final? Yeah, let's do it. Virginia Tech, Florida State. Mike Randall, what do you say?
2: I'll take Virginia Tech.
1: UVA, Houston. Stuck, what do you say?
3: Virginia Tech, Florida State would be another epic game, by the way. All they do is play in overtime. Uh, UVA, Houston, uh, UVA.
1: So now we got Virginia Tech, Virginia in the finals. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Who wins that game?
2: I'll say the Tony Bennett redemption tour gets completed and the Cavaliers cut down on this.
3: I'll say Virginia as well.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We have a 300, a 180, a wave of 180 for the Hokies. That is amazing. Wait, are they the Hokies or the other team, the Hokies?
3: Cavaliers of Virginia. Hokies yeah.
1: That's right. The Cavaliers of Virginia.
3: Listen, I, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to have Virginia as the winner in what, in one of my brackets, but I, will, I, I, will, I will ca- don't care about my bracket if Gardner-Webb is up 10. I'll start rooting for Gardner-Webb.
2: I agree.
1: I got to tell you, I love the bracket we just made. It's so much fun. I'm going to root for it. This is what I'm going to fill out. On the way over here, we were trying to figure out our brackets, and I hadn't even thought about it yet because i have been so focused on the games, but this may be the bracket I use.
3: Why not? Roll the die. Why not?
1: Roll yep. those die. Mike Randall, Action Network, Stucky, Action Network. Join me and Stuck in Vegas, Wednesday night at Mabel's at the Palms at 7 p.m. Actionnetwork.com slash madness hyphen party RSVP. Download the app. Go to the site. Read Mike Randall stuff. Read, Joel, uh, read Stucky stuff. I am Chad Millman. Download the podcast, Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash the Action Network, wherever You get your podcast. Thank you, boys. We'll see you from Vegas next week on Wednesday. I mean, goodbye.